listeners, and uh, welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. I'm Chuck. Hi. How you been? It's so good to have you back. The podcast is just one of those fun things that I get to do. You know, so much of our lives and our days and our jobs are the work part of what we have to do. Uh, my good friend Bill Emiot used to say, you have to do what you have to do so you can get to do what you get to do. The podcast for me is one of those get to do things. It's always just fun to come in and play with microphones and be here with producer Trey, who's over there all the time, and to be on with great friends like Danielle Bell. Danielle, welcome back. Thanks, Chuck. She Good is the, to be here. the fresh princess of Bel Air Baptist Church it. in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. It. We're gonna we're gonna just keep saying that until they give you the business card. Okay, and we'll you, see what, how your power works. Chuck. You are DJ Jazzy Danielle Bell. I need to go back and watch it. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a long time for that show, but that was back in the days when like Will Smith was like the TV star and the musical artist and, and all the things the, dance, the, the carlton dance oh that's so the fun dance has lived on you know i feel like so i like i grew up in the era of the sitcom yes. like the sitcom was every it was it it was the thing whether it was and you, you had know, to wait till the whole next week I, right kids yeah. just can't appreciate what it means to have to wait a week for the next episode the whole like I, netflix and hulu and just binging stuff that that is a characteristic of this generation that is so different didn't happen back then, for but sure. But the sitcom, the sitcom was awesome because every week you had a some kind of problem, you had a chance to laugh, but then there was always resolution at the end of the resolution. episode, right? It always was like, then you had that moment where the music got quieter and like, I don't know, you know, da the dad sat down on the bed next to the kid and put his arm around the child and said, here's what we learned today. You know, that was all there. <laughs> And it's all better wrapped up in a bow in it's, 30 minutes. If only we could do that every week, right? <laughs> I know. I know. If only life was like that. <laughs> How funny. We're the cliffhanger. We have that cliffhanger where we're going from, you know, what's going to happen next a lot these well, days. Sitcoms also had like some of the best theme songs. Yes. Right. So even sitcoms that I didn't watch, I know the theme songs because it right. was like the thing, right? There was Silver Spoons. There was different strokes. There was, uh, I mean, just all family ties. Everyone had its like little song, uh, even like the greatest American hero, believe it or not. Right there. I mean, all kinds of stuff. Am I, am I getting out of your zone now? No, no. But, it, but what I'm thinking is, is it took part of the time, which also the movies did too. Like I'll watch old I mean, Disney movies with my little girl or just old movies, you know, and like we have the song for the sitcom. Remember you had the song with all the credits and she'll be like, when is this going to start? And I'm like, oh. you know, she's so used to the instant start now. And we had the songs and the, to, to get us in. Because so. with movies, the credits were up front a lot of the times with the yes. old movies. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, you we and watched I. the old pant trap and she was like, when is this just going to start? I'm like, <laughs> suffer through my time. So <laughs> I love the old, old movies and uh, things like The Parent Trap, just how different it is than from the newer ones. How fun. Yeah. We, so you and I were both uh, journalism and broadcast uh, students back in yes. our days. Yeah. So we kind of have that whole journalism thing. I, as a kid, I really enjoyed television. That was one of my favorite things. There's movie people, there's music people, there's TV people. Right sitcoms were one of those things sitcoms and tv commercials are those things that both sort of shaped my brain and so yeah. sitcoms like, and the news i was the news oh nurse. you were news yeah you're definitely more uh intellectual than i am you're definitely you've got the newsy not. thing 
absolutely not. But that's why I was like, maybe that's not where I'm supposed to go. Because yeah, I would be focused on like war reporting. Like I love that. And I was like, wow. we all know that I'll just be screaming in the microphone if I was a war correspondent. I am no Christian on a poor. Wow. You know, like, so. See, and I'm more like I can sing you the McDonald's jingle, like two Albie Patty special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onion, and sesame seed so bun. Important. I have so like important. all of that. <laughs> So I have all those things stuck in my head from being a kid of jingles and sitcoms. Oh, well, here we are. Oh, the fun, the things that shape the us. Quiz, for sure. and who knows what's shaping our kids today? That's a whole different episode as we talk about a spiritual journey discipleship pathway. Right. And the whole, the whole thing with the discipleship pathway is you got to start with the end in mind, which is good for me, you know, to make me say, okay, you know, where, and we all know that, where do you want to go? So when we talk about a pathway, like, what do you want to end up with? What kind of adult disciple is, you know, does scripture outline, you know, and are you, are you wanting to make? So if we know where we want to go, we've got to put, you know, a pathway, some steps, stepping stones in place. Now, only God draws man to himself and the Holy Spirit does the work. But how can we have those pathways there, those stones to walk alongside? And then where, how can we put down some marker milestones, some spiritual markers, which we see in scripture, you know, with Joshua, let's, let's remember when your kids ask you what happened here, you know, let's talk about that. So on that, knowing where we want to go, this is the destination of the adult disciple. We're going to talk through how we can have the pathways stepping stones and the milestones to come alongside again and to help equip, not change lives. God does that, but let's equip and let's resource and let's help along the journey um, of a discipleship pathway. And, so. ma- and map it out, map out a way to get there. Right. So you, you mentioned a couple things, Danielle, that I think are so key that I don't, I want to make sure that we emphasize one, you mentioned the goal, as we talk about beginning with the end in mind, uh, the goal is not to have a better kid by Friday. The goal no. is to train up not good kids this week, but godly adults. You mentioned adult, the adult disciple. We, what we're training up, the destination is that we would train up kids in our ministries who would grow up to walk with the Lord as godly adults. Yes. That's yes. key. If not we, behavior modification. Yes. Not behavior modification in the moment, not just get them to stop doing this or start doing that, but to put them on a pathway that's a trajectory, that's a map, that's a course that guides them towards godly adulthood. I I think of that as we talk about the idea of the picture of beginning with the end in mind. For me, it always looks like a GPS, right? Because GPS tells you where to turn and which way to go. It'll tell you how to get there, but you have to tell it the destination. If you don't enter the address of where you want to go, GPS can do nothing for you. So it begins with us starting with to determine our destination. Right. And and I think, you know, you may be listening, you may be like, oh, I've never thought about that or it's too late. I've been in ministry. You know, I think there's always a chance that we can stop and realign and go, okay, do we know where we're going? Right. You know, we, we had the whole, like, if you put in the wrong address in the GPS and you figure that out, you're going to stop and you're going to realign and put the right address. So you may have been brand new in ministry and you're like, oh, I've already started and I'm a year in. I can't do that. Yeah, you can pause and think, Okay, where where are we going? So so to not have a bunch of uh, detours, the Lord can redeem them. Yes. But how can we make sure that we you know stay you know a little bit more on target and not have as many detours? So whether you've been in ministry a while or a very short time, you know it's a great time to look and go. Do we do we have an idea where we're going? Hmm. You know, do we have that picture in mind? And 
And are we working together in ministries side by side? Or are we siloed Mm -hmm. and students' ministries going this way, children's has got this idea and preschool's got this and adults have had this. Let's knock down the silos. How are we going arm in arm to get to this outcome? That that, that starts with agreeing on the destination. Like we all need to agree at the same goal. We're going to meet at the same place. And then really what preschool, children's, student ministry, and adult ministries are is different legs of the same journey rather than a separate journey. Right. Yeah. Your GPS gives you different routes you can take, but we want to take the same one to be, you know, more beneficial as we walk, you know, and, and, and for me early on in ministry, I always say I took the disciple route. God called me. Mm. I I don't know why, you know, he is, he's good like that to use this broken person. Mm. And, you know, but I feel like early in ministry, I was reactionary. (gasps) You know, this has happened in this kid's life. I got to have this for them. This has happened in this family. I got to, and and when we have an end in mind, we can be more, we can be more prepared for the journey. And we're not just reacting to, you know, oh, here's a crisis of belief. Here's a kid that's grappling and asking questions. You know, how can we be prepared ahead of time to come along these stepping stones? So, you know, it's not just a reactionary. It is a true, you know, biblical prepared approach, you know? So, so. In- in, in that, we, we can anticipate certain, you, you talk about stepping stones and milestones or mile markers and stepping stones. Uh, there are some things that do catch us off guard, maybe, right? There could be something that comes at us that we need to be prepared to have that little detour in the moment. But for the most part, I would say that there are quite a few things that we can anticipate that we kind of know the landmarks that will pass or that a child will pass along the journey. What are some of those mile markers and stepping stones and landmarks, Danielle, that you see? Yeah. So like the stepping stone of just seeking God, what a gift that the spirit draws us to himself and begins to open ideas and kids are asking questions. So, you know, you know, seeking God, you know, becoming a new believer, asking what that is, some, you know, and then once that, you know, new believer, we, you know, we don't want to end there. Great. You're going to, no, we discipleship pathway. We don't want to end there. We want to disciple with spiritual disciplines, putting some tools in their hands, some hard things because they're disciplined, you know, teach them, talk about how do you study the Bible? You know, how do you pray? And, um, and then like serving, how can we get them a path? We want a disciple that is serving, that's giving back that, like you said earlier, that is part of the body Mm -hmm. for a reason God had gifted them with gifts that we need in the local church and that globally, you know, we need to share the good news of Jesus. So getting them in service and then making other disciples. So with some stepping stones, which are going to have some mile markers, right? Expecting parents. Okay. Um, I adopted my daughter. So I saw that, you know, I, but still that's, a, you know, a, the adoption for, you know, mine was through foster. Yours was international. Yes. That's a marker. <laughs> Things happened. You you know, like questioning, like got, you know, some faith moments, some crisis moments, some, you know, really working out some stuff, you know, like, okay, God, you can do this, but it's hard. So, you know, but even parents that are pregnant, this is a marker in their life. What are we going to help? You know, that's going to, that's hopefully going to come. What are we going to have in place to come alongside them? You know, a, if your church has a baby dedication time, that's going to be another marker where not just the parents stand before the church, the church also with the parents Stands says, with them. we're yeah. going to help you. You know, that's what we're here for. And then, you know, um, I love putting the word of God in kids' hands. You know, the first, I mean, look, if you want to be convicted about how comfortable I get with the Bible, Put a new Bible in a first grader's hand and watch them turn that page. And in the awe, every year I'm in awe of how 
much they are in love with this gift that I think sometimes we have four copies of that we take for granted. Yeah. And how are we going to be prepared for that milestone? We've given them a Bible. Let's help, let's teach them to use it. And then baptism, another spiritual milestone. Well, how can we come alongside to have some markers? Adolescence, you know, into adulthood, there's graduation. Your everybody's churches looks different. You know, you've got to kind of decide which ones you can, but let's let's and it's not all classes, it's conversation, it's resources. But to look and say, okay, we want to be prepared for these steps and we want to help them pause in these milestones celebrate, see the Lord and leave a remembrance so they can turn back and tell their kids about what God did here. So it's it's a beautiful journey and it's going to look different for every family and every church. But how can we be intentional about how we're going to put that in place and work together as a team to achieve that? You know, that means I'm not trying to be better than the youth minister. I want him to be better and I want him to make me better because I'm handing him these kids. Yes. And, you know, how can I help his youth ministry better as I prepare them for adolescence and and youth ministry. Now, you mentioned that not being siloed, right? And, and oftentimes it just the natural default, just how yes. things are is that our kids ministry tends to gravitate to its own spaces and places, student ministry to its own cultures and uh, in happenings and activities. And we tend to be separate. Even preschool can be its own culture and its own area where we may not have overlap in a lot of uh, occurrence for those handoffs and for those connections. So what are some practical ways, Danielle, that you have found that you can, from the chair you're in, say our listener is a kids leader, how do they make a deeper connection to bridge those into the student space, knowing that this child and the family may enter in when that child, maybe they enter in when that child is an infant. And they grow up I, through the church and they move through the different pro- programs that we have in ministry areas. How do we come together uh, from a practical standpoint to make that connection with our student friends and with our preschool area and even with adult ministries in our churches? Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, we're busy. If you're on church staff, whether you're paid or not, you're working hard and you're busy. And I think we've got to realize first, it's going to take more time to not be a salad. It Mm -hmm. is because we want to do what we know and get it done and, you know, do it great and get out the door. But, you know, and it may take, I I may need to serve in preschool at some point when I'm not doing something, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, um, You know, there's an event coming up this weekend that I don't have anything and I look to the preschool minister. How can I serve? Mm -hmm. I want to get to know those families. So when they come to me, I've got a relationship. How can I also do that? How can I get, how can I get the student minister involved in my, you know, by having conversations and also just not only be on the same team in, um, visual, but with our words, not when you go to youth, you know, we got to watch what we say, like mm. the youth, this, this next ministry, this great step, they've got great things in place. And let's be positive about that. And how can we, you know, we try to bring the youth minister down to speak to our kids early, speak to our parents, overlapping events, you know, and so that the kids are spending each time together so that those precious little new sixth graders are not standing in the corner, like little scared, yeah. but they've already made some relationships, not only with the leaders, but the kids. So it's going to take, you know, I, I work at a church, but also believe I should serve in my local church. So where am I serving on either side that makes that impact greater? And I think we can start there. 
not, it's not like we got to teach a class every week, you know, but um, one of the greatest times I had in ministry to understand the handoff was when I did do a senior high, um, a girl's small group, it was so out of my comfort zone, but it helped that build that bridge. You know, these were girls I had when they became a Christian. And then here I was on the other, you know, on the way down on their journey. I'm not saying we have to do that. I can't do that every season, yeah. but I can, we can serve on either side, give of our time. And then, I think we've got to be on the same team, not just in theory, but we got to talk like we're on the same team yeah. and act like we're on the same team. And so, that can be hard sometimes because you can have different point of views, you know, yeah. but we we got to work those out. But it starts <laughs> with relationship, right? With with other leaders. So we need to know each other. We need to understand each other. We need to be for each other. And that's so important that we have that kind of unity. And you're right, that takes time because it's based in relationship. It's right. right. We we need to we need to truly be for one another. And that takes time and energy. Right. My daughter is a, the kids ministry director at our church. Um, she, we, you know, we're kicking off the new fall programming where right. she had kids who were leaving leaving her ministry and moving into a big student kickoff. And she was intentional to be at that event, uh, not yeah. as a student ministry leader, but just to be present there and to be side by side with that team so that the kids who felt out of place would recognize a familiar face. There's right. so many little things we can do like that when we stop thinking of ourselves within the walls of our own areas and that we need to help overlap kids. You talk about this as a a pathway, a discipleship pathway. When I think of like going to, uh, you know, the, I don't know, some mountain somewhere, you need a guide who's going to be right. your guide to walk that path before you and sometimes behind you to make sure you keep moving and don't fall off the trail. We need to be that for our kids. Right. And I think like not only the kids, but the parents, you know, I know at, at our last church, we had an event where we had, you know, the fifth, the rising sixth grade parents. And we literally said at the beginning of the event, you have trusted us the last five years. Yeah. Thank you. We are telling you, you are in good hands because yes. they may not know that youth minister, especially if it's the first, you know, child up, you are going, we are seeing great things. We get to be involved in those great things too, but you're, we're telling you, thank you for trusting us. Put that same trust as you move on. And, and I think we still can be there for, we have a setup class here. We have milestone classes that we all teach mm. um, throughout the year. The parent, you know, they can, all of them are taught, but and it doesn't have to be a class. It can also like, I love what you said. It was kind of like your bill quote earlier. Yeah. It's getting to the relationship part. We've got to do some behind the scene so we can build that relationship. And hey, parents, you've trusted me. I know this youth leader. I've been there. I've seen their events. You can trust them too. And they're going to walk you through this adolescence and maybe, you know, the doubting their faith and questioning the Bible. They're they're ready because I've been behind closed doors as we've talked through that, as we've prayed through that. They're ready. They're not going to react. They're prepared to, you know, to meet your kid where they are. Yeah, we know those those times of transition are so important within the church, right? Because anytime there's a transition from preschool to kids or from kids to students or from student ministry into young adulthood, college and career, anytime there's a transition, there's an opportunity for a kid or for a family to churn out and go somewhere right. else where there's a different youth group or where there's a different whatever uh, ministry. So for us to be together with a common shared vision and purpose for discipleship is so important for us to agree and come together. But it's also an opportunity for us to, it's not just about our programs, it's about their spiritual journey, right? It's about the discipleship of that child continuing all through life. And so important for us to be unified as a church. 
Right. Because if you've got three different paths that they've got to jump on and get on another one, you're going to lose them. Mm -hmm. But if you've got one path where you say, hey, we are ready, we have prayed through helping your child that we know they're a Christian now, we, we're ready to help them serve. And here's some ways they can serve in our church right now. You know, they don't have to be an adult. Well, they can serve right now in these ways, you know, that we have prepared. And, and then here's some global or, you know, national mission projects they can be involved in. We're ready for their next step because we as a team have thought about that and want to see them carry that on the unified path that we have. And hey, here, here's how we're going to equip them to go make disciples. You know, this is, and that, that's where they're getting to that mature disciple. A mature disciple makes disciples, you know, just doesn't keep it to themselves. Here's how we want to help them get here. You know, we've taught them how to study God's word and pray and, you know, have these spiritual disciplines, but now we're going to help them make the disciples and, and take that next step on that path together. So I, I think it's exciting and it's going to look different, you know, wherever your context is, where your community is, but, and, and it's, it's going to be a little trial and error. We got to work some things out and see what we need to do. But I think it starts, like you said, with the team of trust and the relationship you have as a staff. And then, you know, you can come alongside these families to with that end in mind of this is the this is the grown mature disciple we want to see not because of our name but for the God's glory because God mm -hmm. wants to use that kid or now adult I guess yes. you know in, for His glory and His purpose so. Fantastic. Danielle Bell, thank you so much for being here. Listeners, come back. The things we're talking about today are really, really pertinent to the idea yeah. that we need to go to conferences and have shared experience with our preschool children's and student ministry leaders together. So this right. coming to the Etch Conference is a really practical way that you can all get in the van together, ride together, build relationships as you come, right? And then share the main conference sessions, hit your individualized breakouts. And maybe one like this is one that you could have your preschool kids and student leaders sit together at a round table yeah, with yeah. Danielle and talk together, but workshop through some of these things in person at the Edge Conference. Danielle, thank you so much for being here with us again today. Thanks. And listeners, thank you for listening. Hey, I want to tell you about a brand new resource from Lifeway, uh, from the Lifeway Kids and Lifeway Student Team. It's a new next-gen ministry resource that is for preschoolers, kids, and students. It's called Hi-Fi, H-Y-F-I, Hi-Fi. Hi-Fi is a brand new curriculum resource that is media-driven, active and interactive, and meant to engage kids of Generation Alpha in ways that can help us reach them better for Christ. And so I'd love for you to check out Hi-Fi. It's all about helping kids discover that their identity is in Christ by studying 12 simple biblical identity truths that every kid needs to know before they leave your church. So check out Hi-Fi at myhifi.com. That's M-Y-H-Y-F-I.com where you can see all kinds of things, watch some video clips and sign up to get a free preview experience. So check all that out at myhifi.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back again soon for another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast.